This is the legacy edition of Time Out with Akan Kana. Welcome to Time Out with Pastor Akan. My name is Akan Kana and I'm glad to bring to you another episode of our 20 minute exhortation from God's word. Last time we spoke, we discussed on the topic experience and scripture. There I showed us from the book of Second Peter and chapter 1 from verse 12 how that Peter said that Jesus showed him that he was about to die and he went ahead to share with the church what he considered very salient. Uh, he said that the experience they had was not something they cooked up. The message that they bore was not a cooked up story and that message he referred to was the gospel that indeed they saw the majesty of Christ they heard the voice of the Father when they were on the sacred mountain remember it wasn't only Peter, James, John too was involved he said the experience they had made the words of the prophet more certain, more sure and in verse 19 Peter said that you will do well to pay attention to the words of the prophets as to the light shining in a dark place until the day dawns and the morning star rises in your hearts. It goes on to say that no word of prophecy or scripture came about by the prophet's own interpretation. It didn't originate from the will of man. It came as men spoke from God as they were carried along by the Holy Spirit. It went on to establish the fact that though he had a supernatural experience, awesome, great and marvelous, he pointed us to the scripture. We saw that that experience that Peter had validated the scripture, strengthened his confidence in the scripture. That experience confirmed the prophetic word. It confirmed what the Bible said about the person and the ministry of Jesus. So, we left off by saying the last time that the purpose of experiences is to point us to scripture like Peter pointed the people to scripture. Today I want to go a bit further. I want to say that today in our world we have many people who not only do they love spiritual experiences but when they talk about it, they speak of supernatural or spiritual experiences or encounters with God as a kind of dichotomy from what is written in scripture. And so you hear things like the notes of scriptures versus experience. There is no such thing as scripture versus experience. You cannot pitch your experience against the word of God. You cannot pitch what you felt or whatever it is as spiritual or supernatural or from God you think it might be against God's word. The Bible shows us clearly that Peter and many others experienced visions, revelations, trances and yet the anchor for their soul was not the vision, was not the revelation but was the written word. Many in our day, particularly Christians, yield to the culture and to the evil one without knowing. In Africa, the quest for or the faith in 
or you could say the addiction to experiences usually negative puts God's word in disrepute. I like to say that one of the strategies of the devil is to give you an experience that questions the word of God. The first thing after such an experience is, but this is not in the Bible. Why did the Bible write this? Jesus, in the book of John, 8 and verse 44, called the devil or Satan, the father of all lies. In other words, when Satan gives an experience to a man, the aim of such an experience is actually to defy the scripture. And why does Satan give experience to defy scriptures? It's so that you will come to a point where you will conclude that it's either the scripture is not totally true or at best the scripture is not sufficient. Now when Christians come to a conclusion that the scripture is not totally true about facts of life, whether on this side or on the side after, or that the scripture is not sufficient in dealing with issues that they have or in quenching their thirst for supernatural, spiritual or mystical knowledge, uh, then they are on the path of deception. Anything that gets you off track, the scripture is designed to pitch you against the word of God. The Bible says in 2 Timothy and chapter 3 from verse 16 and 17, it says all scripture are given by inspiration of God and they are profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for rebuke, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be perfect and thoroughly furnished unto every good work. In the book of Deuteronomy chapter 18 from verse 9 to 16, we see how that God warned the Israelites that when you get into the land, do not be involved in witchcraft and sorcery or make prayers with the dead or things like necromancy. Necromancy is trying to speak to or contact the dead in order to get a form of knowledge. Is that all these are evil manifestations. Yahweh warned the children of Israelite that this was one of the reasons why he threw out the nations that were before him. And so we find out that clearly the Bible has little information on the dark side. There's little information on the schemes of the enemy, on who and who is in charge in the kingdom of darkness. There's little information on what happens, things that has to do with demons and things that have to do with manifestations on the evil realm, there is little information. And why is that so? Because the Bible needs us to stop where it stops, to say what it says, and to allude clearly only to what is alluded to. I'm going to explain to you today that the Bible is sufficient and the inspired word of God. That being said, I'd like to go th to some of the examples we see, particularly in church. Someone will say, Pastor Nkana, this doesn't apply to the Christian. We are not witches. We don't we are not involved in necromancy. We are not involved in things that has to do with the dark side. But have you noticed that much of what I'm talking about is reflected today in church? After this break, we will look at how 
the church in our day are involved in experiences that pitches them against the truth of God's word. Welcome back friends. Like we said earlier, I want to spend time to show how the church of our day has been so involved in supernatural experiences that seem to pitch itself against the truth and the integrity of God's word. In Africa, we see several people go to witch doctors or religious clerics to put a curse on people or to seek vengeance supernaturally on people who they deem as being their enemies or maybe in the past had offended them. Do you know that the church does exactly the same thing? Today people who are hurt, who are offended or who are as well persecuted go up to meet their pastors and the pastors, particularly here in Africa, would ask for the name of the persons involved. And we know that at times that these people will bring the names of those who are persecuting them or those whom they want to get rid of for one reason or the other. And the pastors will say they want to pray over the names. Usually in these cases a lot of curses are involved in such prayers. And so the pastor puts some curses on the people or makes certain kind of declaration that he termed prophetic to the intent of doom, to bring doom to whomsoever's name was given to him. And so we find that these things tend to work. If it say the person will die before next week, such people get to die. The problem is that the church will give the credit for the deaths of such a people to God and to the wonder workings of the Holy Spirit. Every now and then it is usual to hear a testimony in church where a Christian comes out and say that somebody stood in the way of his or her progress and he took the name to a pastor. Some pastors have even known to say burn the paper where the name was written and when this paper is being burned he speaks words, curses. As, it's, it's as good as invocation of curses on such a people and the funny thing a lot of times not all the time but a lot of times those curses seems to take effect those spiritual manifestations that are invoked when those curses are made seems to take effect in the people's lives I like to say that that is witchcraft Jesus clearly said unambiguously in Matthew chapter 5 Jesus said bless those who curse you bless and curse not he said those that despitefully use you bless and curse not it goes without saying that whatever kind of prayer that a lot of Christians pray in order to invoke judgment or to invoke curses on people saints or otherwise such a prayer cannot be said to be inspired by the Holy Ghost 
much less can it be said to be biblical. Such prayers are prayers that are spawned by demons and by the corrupt heart of human nature. Such prayers are prayers that stand in variance with the written word. The experience that we talk about here in the scripture that is godly is experience that validates the word of God. So therefore many Christians have come to us, Pastor Kana, are you saying that we cannot call down fire on our enemies? We know the story of John and James. There was a day Jesus was going to preach the gospel in a particular town. The people rejected Jesus. And so James and John said, Jesus, just allow us. They did not ask for Jesus to do anything. He said, Jesus, just allow us. Give us permission. We are about to call down fire. How dare they not accept God, who is the owner of all flesh? But Jesus rebuked them and said that you do not know the manner of spirit that you have. In the New Testament, the manner of spirit that we have is the manner of spirit that will take persecution, that will bless and will not curse. The manner of spirit that we have in the New Testament is the manner of spirit that will pray for those that despitefully use us. We know that a lot of people use the Bible for occultic purposes to invoke demonic manifestations. More and more, the church of our day, especially in a country like Nigeria, have been so involved in witchcraft and they've used the scripture as their agent. They will quote scripture and invoke curses. They will quote scripture and cast spells. They say it's the Holy Spirit. They say it is God moving on their behalf. They say it's the judgment and the vengeance of God, the vindication of God to his people. But a closer look at the scripture tells us categorically that this could not be God, cannot be God, because the nature of God says clearly that we should bless and not curse. Mind you, the Bible says that vengeance is God. Brothers and sisters, the Bible is the inspired word of God and it is sufficient for doctrine. The Bible is sufficient for review, it's sufficient for reproof, it's sufficient for instruction in righteousness. It is to the intent that we might be mature and thoroughly furnished unto every good work. And so when we begin to do things or claim experiences that clearly does not line up with scripture, then we have left the purview where God reigns. Today many people seek the hand of God in their situation, but they do not understand that God is where his word is. It is important that we have the approval of God in our lives, and that cannot be when we do not live in line with God's word, when you not consider scripture as the authority of our life, it cannot be when we chase experiences and manifestations that do not even in any way agree with the spirit of Christianity, with the spirit of Christ. The Bible shows us what is the hand of God, how the manifestation of a spirit is made clear and known. The Bible shows us where God is. Now, there are those that believe that they can command angels. 
People say things like angels are your ministry spirits, you can send them on errand and they will go. Now, scripture says in 2 Peter chapter 2, Peter was talking about men whom God's judgment will soon come, false teachers and false Christians. I read from verse 10. This is especially true of those who follow the corrupt desire of the sinful nature and despise authority. Bold and arrogant, these men are not afraid to slander celestial beings, yet even angels, though they are more stronger and more powerful, do not bring slanderous accusation against such beings in the presence of the Lord. But these men blaspheme in matters they do not understand. They are like brute beasts, creatures of instinct, born only to be destroyed, to be cut and destroyed, and like beasts, they too will perish. He didn't just say that. Jude also repeated the same thing. Jude in chapter 1, verse 8. In the very same way, these dreamers pollute their own bodies, reject authority, and slander celestial beings. But even, even the archangel Michael, when he was disputing with the devil about the body of Moses, did not dare bring a slanderous accusation against him. But he said, The Lord rebuke you. Yet these men speak abusively against whatever they do not understand. And what things they do understand by instinct, like unreasoning animals, these are the very things that destroy them. Now, scripture is clear about people like this. When somebody says he can command his angel to do anything, first and foremost, nobody in scripture had ever commanded an angel to do anything. Second and more importantly, we are not even taught in scriptures that we can even command the angels or our angels as it were to do anything. Hebrews and chapter 1, popular verses they use, are not all angels, ministering spirits, sent forth to minister to them whom shall be heirs of salvation. Somebody woke up one day and decided that the King James rendering ministering for automatically means that angels are waiters. And so we can send waiters, put in our orders, and angels will go and get it. That is not in the Bible. Angels and ministry spirits, they are, they are controlled and commanded by the Father to minister on our behalf and for our benefit. And so angels do not answer to men. In fact, the Bible clearly says, what well, we read in the book of Second Peter, that angels who are stronger than we. So, we are not in the same category of angels. So, next time, we will discuss what should be the Christian's response to such experiences. We need to know how should the Christian respond to experiences such as these. Experiences that tend to stand at variance with God's word. And by so doing, we will know how or what God expects of us so that we can be his kind of vessel thoroughly furnished unto good work. God bless you. Join us next week for another insightful episode of Time Out with Pastor Aken. It is our sincere hope that you have been blessed by this week's message. For more Christian articles, log on to www.nikaolife.org. God bless you. Thank you.